On today's episode of the Hit Me In Podcast, Mo and I get into the NBA semifinals. We talk about the Bucks upstaging the heat and staving off elimination in their thriller overtime victory. We talk about the Lakers and Rockets, Raptors and Celtics, and the Nuggets and Clippers. We also get off into the start of the NFL season, the sneaker rundown, a little campfire, the game show, and shout outs. Episode 18. Let's do it. That's right, that's right. You know what time it is. Whenever you hear that yes, MVP sir. chant, you already know what's the deal. It's the most valuable podcast in the world. The Hit Men <laughs> Podcast. Chris the Kid checking in. Yeah. Brother Mo checking in from Oakland, California. What's the deal? How you feeling, big dog? Man, feeling good, feeling great, man. We got a little heat wave out here. So uh, I've been struggling a little bit with the heat. And it's about triple digits out here. So, you know, bear with me. I'm staying alive, trying to stay cool in a place where they don't really got a lot of central air in your in your apartments and these houses <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you know, y'all say y'all say a prayer for y'all boy, man. I'm just trying to get a good night's sleep. But other than that, man, we Gucci, man. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm straight, bro. Sound like I'm doing a sight better than you, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, man, no, I just have to tell the people how I'm feeling. I done picked up some more home improvement projects. I got through paint. I've been painting all weekend. Shout out to uh, shout out to my brother Neil. He came through and set me straight today. But uh, yeah, man, I'm about ready to have my own hardware company. If the podcast don't work out, I'm gonna open up a uh, Ace Hardware. You feel me? <laughs> okay, bro. It's 2020. Get your hustle on, man. It's <laughs> it's the year of the hustlers, man. The government ain't helping nobody out. Might as well get it on your own. Nah, man. I'm too good at talking shit. I'm cool on that. <laughs> I'm much better at this than I am at home improvement, <laughs> but we doing all right. I'm just, I just, exactly. I got it where I needed to be and I'm going to call it one. But <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Y'all know how we start sure. off each I'm and with every week with let's the Chicago it. kids. You know what's going on. It's the Woo-Wop the, the Bear. Ain't no other place to start but with the NBA playoffs. Y'all know what it is. We into the semis. We just got through uh, Sunday night. We just got through watching uh, the Lakers take care of business against the Houston Rockets game two. This is Mo's expertise, the mayor of Oakland. I'm going to let you go ahead and handle it. What's the deal? (laughs) 
All right, man. Houston Rockets versus the LA Lakers. Uh, game one, Rockets came out and not necessarily shocked the Lakers, but beat them uh, convincingly in a 112-97 um, game. Harden, Westbrook, and Gordon had combined for 83 points. Uh, the Rockets were clipping on all cylinders. It seemed like that game set, they didn't have a game seven hangover from OKC. Came in, handled that business, and put the Lakers on notice. Um, so game two, very pivotal game for the Lakers. Don't want to go down 0-2 to a team like Houston that, you know, can get hot in a hurry. And the Lakers handled their business. They won 109 to 117. Um, star performance of the night, Anthony Davis, 34 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, LeBron James, no 28 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Just another day at the office. Uh, one thing to note here, Russell Westbrook. Uh, 10 points, 13 rebounds, uh, 4 assists, but shot 4 for 15 from the field, and his turnovers, he had 7 of them, and they were bad. They were bad, man. Uh, Real bad. The Rockets were down as much as, yeah, they were down as much as 21, and he had a part to play in that in the first half, being down 21. Um, it just seemed like, you know, he was playing too fast. Fast. Um, after game one, LeBron gave him you know, compliments. And what sticks out to him when you watch this video of them is their speed. Um, referring them to like greatest show on turf, um, like the St. Louis Rams used to be called back in the early 2000s. And I honestly think it was a little bit of gamesmanship when he said that, because Russ came out and started said, oh, you like how fast we play? Well, watch how fast I can go. And while he was doing that, he was going and turning the ball over. At one point in time, he was shooting one for eight from the field with four points and four turnovers and four fouls. Like, it was um, not a good night for him. The Rockets did come back in the third quarter. They erased that. They, they were down 16 and a half. They erased that lead in within like four minutes, man. They started off, I think, like seven for eight from the three um, in that half. Robert Covington played a great game, knocked down a couple of threes. Uh, unsung hero for the Lakers, Markeith Morris, hit four threes in the first quarter. Um, we can get more into that. Twin, twin. Yeah, getting more into that and, and when we talk about this series. But um, the fourth quarter, LeBron showed up. They were both into the basketball. Um, you know, defensively, offensively, got a couple nice dunks and caught a oop. Uh, Rajon Rondo, very big, very big. Um, I thought he had too many minutes in game one, but game two, he seemed like he was more settled. He was picking the Rockets apart, and they were daring him to take jump shots, and he knocked them down. Even a key timely one for them to go up eight with a minute to go. So, um, series is tied at 1 1. Honestly, two games, two good games, and I think that this one, I'm not, I'm going to let you predict it first. I'm going to let you, I'm going to go ahead and get your thoughts on this and we can we can give our predictions going forward what you th what did you think about this game too uh i'm gonna be real quick with my i i thought russell played a terrible game he was 0 for 8 in the first half uh he had to sit down very early with four fouls he only had two points in the first half uh he shot half of the rockets entire team's field goals in the first half he shot a zero for eight and I think they only had 16 or 17 attempts in the first and second quarter. A uh, couple of takeaways that are really interesting. Gotcha. Um, LeBron James, man, Daniel House, he was perfect for the half. He didn't he didn't miss a shot the first half. That speaks to defense that was being played. Mind you, like you said, the Lakers were already up 20. 
uh, got down around 16, and then when the second half started, the Rockets went on a, a 12 to nothing run just to kick things off. I stepped out of the game for a second when I came, and they was getting smashed. When I came back, they was down 74 to 76. Um, it's just, it's just, right. <laughs> it's just a lot of funny stuff going on with with the comments and stuff being made. Like LeBron said something about the greatest show on turf and this and that. Like they didn't show up ready to play game one. They wasn't ready for the Rockets, and I feel like that was kind of like a parlay for him to be like, you know, we we tweak, but. It was a professional way of saying like we tweak, but we're gonna get back at it game two. Because the Rockets don't play fast, bro. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't equate James Harden to be a quote unquote fast player. I wouldn't equate PJ Tucker to be a yeah. fast player. The fastest player on the team, I give it to Russ. I give it to maybe Austin Rivers. But it's not a lot of fast twitch athletes, or a lot of quick athletes on the Rockets team. You feel what I'm saying? They just more I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was gaming this shit. All right, all right. He baited them. He baited them with that comment. You tell, you tell me I'm fast. You tell me I'm fast. You tell me I'm fast. You tell. Me. I think, and you know what, Chris? I think that the fast statement referred more to on the defensive end. I will. The Rockets, we we give them a lot of shit for their defense. We tell. We we've been saying for years they don't defend particularly James Harden. Um, but you got to give them credit. Coming into this series, they were number one in the, in the postseason in defensive rating. And you can see why they fly around. They do fly around on defense. Um, if you are in the post, they will come and double really quick. Um, they keep their hands in the passing lanes, and that allows people like Russ to get out on a break and score. So, if you're not turning the ball over, you're not allowing them to play fast. One big point that I want to make: the Rockets hit 22 threes. Normally, when your team is hitting 22 threes, you win that game. That's just, you know, 20 over 23s in a game. The team, normally your team is not, the other team's not in it. You, you know, you, you're kind of coasting, you're winning a game. And they shot 22, they hit 22 threes. They shot 41% from the three this game, and they lost. Well, I mean, I mean to that point, I mean, to that point, to that point, the Lakers was clicking. KCP was knocking down shots. Anthony Davis was hitting them inside, outside. Uh, LeBron was getting up and down the court. Great passing by Caruso. He caught a couple of lobs, a couple of nasty dunks. Um, I got to get credit where yeah. credit is due. Um, but to your point, I, I, I just want to wrap this up quick because I, I wasn't impressed by either team tonight. Um, there was no movement from either team for real, for real. It was a lot of like fast break points given like being done based on turnovers. Russell Westbrook was tweaking, bro. I texted you during the game. Stop shooting threes. I know you said that that's what the Rockets do, but that's not what Russell Westbrook does, bro. He is a terrible three-point shooter. He has always been a terrible three-point shooter from getting drafted into the league. He's never been that. So I don't understand why he gets to the Rockets and think it's going to be a different story just because that's Dan Antoni's offense and he likes to get the ball up and down the court and they like to get shots up for sure, but you're not the type of person to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Robert Covington, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, Austin Rivers, and of course James Harden take those shots. Russell Westbrook's strength is driving and kicking. We talked about it last week, being athletic, driving and kicking, pushing the offense as opposed to stopping pops, transition threes. That's never been his game. He airballed like two threes earlier tonight. And they had to sit down before, well before the first half. I was really disappointed in how Russell Westbrook handled this situation, handled the game tonight. And you cannot play like that if you expect to beat the Lakers, man. Not at all. Yeah, the 
the defense is set up for him to take jump shots. As you, you we were texting, and if you see the defensive philosophy is they want to get the ball out of James Harden hands, and they want to they want to get it in the hands of the the three point shooter who has the least chance of making the shot. And as you kept saying it. When Russ got the ball, they led back off and let him take those shots, which he has to be aggressive. He has to continue to attack. That's the only way that he's going to be effective for his team. Him taking jump shots takes them out of their flow and it takes him out of what he loves to do best, which is drive, attack, and make things happen off of, you know, penetrating defense. Good matchup. Um, this is an unorthodox series, two different styles. And, you know, styles make fight. So uh, it's going to be up to hopefully, you know, Vo and uh, D'Antoni go back to the drawing board, adjust, and we'll see what happens on game three. And that'll be Tuesday night. Yeah, we, it's to be continued on that. Like, I wasn't impressed by either team. And based on what we saw in these other games, both teams have a lot of work to do. The Lakers should have never had this game close. This should be an easy five-game series for them. I don't understand how they lost game one. Man, for all the hype that they're getting, for everybody saying that the Lakers are the favorites to win, I need to see a lot more, like, tenacity. I need to see a lot more aggression. JaVale McGee went down earlier tonight. He already started the game with, back, with like, back warmers on. Chris. Bro, I'm not trying to hear it. Like, they got to – I feel like a lot of times the Lakers play up or down I'm to their – The Lakers play up or you. down to their competition. And the <laughs> issue here is no matter how many shots that the, the Rockets are getting off, that's due part into the fact that the Lakers are letting those shots get off. They are too long, too lengthy, too big of a team to not be able to get in passing lanes, get some swipes, get some steals, and be able to block shots, even on the perimeter. They have way too many people. I think Rondo's probably the shortest person on their team yeah. at 6'4". There's no reason that the Rockets should be getting up and down the court on them. Yeah. They should be smashing the Rockets. This should be nothing. This, yeah, this is my last point. This is my last point on it. I do believe that the defense is their calling card. Um, I understand what you're saying, but if you look a little bit closer and you watch the game, the Lakers were able to you know, actually impose their will on defense. Um, they were able to allow, they, they gave up a big third quarter. They gave up, other than that third quarter, they were able to limit the Rockets. 22 threes and the Rockets ended up scoring 109 points. So you gotta look at it and you gotta say that the defense was commendable. Game one, the Rockets won and they scored 112. So um, you gotta you gotta see here that the defense is the thing for the Lakers. It's their calling card. It's the thing that's gonna get them to the next round. I believe that Vogel should make the adjustment and his adjustment should be JaVale and Dwight don't play the series. That's not this is not the series for them. Dwight Howard didn't right. play tonight, by the way. This is not the series for them. This is not the series for them. Shift A D down to the five. Give Markeith Morris some more minutes. Deion Waiters, I think, uh, pulled his hamstring or strained his hamstring, but he got in early in the second quarter. Um, that's going to be big for them. They need to go ahead. They can play small ball. When you move 80 to the five and you can put LeBron at either the four or the three, slide Kuzma in there, add Caruso, Rondo in there, that's a tough lineup to beat, man. So we'll see what happens. That's just tough. And and for Houston, they got to just they, – they bought into the system. This is what they decided that they want to go with. And now they just got to keep playing their game. Like, to me, I don't know how to assess them. They either take threes and they hit them and win, or they miss them and they lose. And so I just assess their game off of 
how they're hitting shots. They didn't hit. They hit a lot of shots in the third quarter, but outside of that, not really. So game we'll see what happens. Tuesday night on TNT. There's another game that was played earlier today yeah, sure. on the East Side, Eastern Conference semis. The mm-hmm. Bucks. They ended up staving off elimination. They defeated the Heat tonight, 118 to 115 in overtime. Initially, we were all prepared for a sweep. We were texting back and forth, trying to get the episode together. My initial question was going to be, who has the burden of blame? Who's the main person to blame for the Bucks getting swept? But that's not what happened tonight. A uh, couple of takeaways from the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, for those that did tune in, Giannis went down with an injury. Uh, serious, severe ankle sprain. Um, hopefully that. Hopefully he recovers. Uh, sooner than later, hopefully he's back for the next game. But uh, serious ankle sprain. Chris Middleton had to carry the load. Uh, finishing the game with 34 points. Not to really be like celebrated in my opinion, because Chris Middleton did not score a single bucket in the fourth quarter. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth between certain players on the Heat missing shots and the Bucks weathering the storm, taking it into overtime and then finishing it out. Um, I'm sorry, 36 points. My bad. Chris Middleton, 36 points. 12 for 28 shooting. Brooke Lopez tapped in with 14. Eric Bloodsoe with 14. And then George Hill off the bench with 12. For the Heat, uh, this was an opportunity for them to really put the foot on the gas pedal towards uh, the championship, towards the NBA Finals. Uh, They're rounding out like I predicted in a couple of episodes back that they were going to be able to upset the Bucks in convincing fashion. It wasn't even going to be a problem. Bam Adebayo, uh, 44 minutes on the floor, finished with 26 points. Jimmy Butler, 6 of 15 shooting. Not a great night for him in this, with 17 points. Jay Crowder tapped in with 18. Dragic with 17. Duncan Robinson, 20 points, including 50% from three, 6 of 12 from three. And then my favorite rookie, Outside of John Moran, Tyler Hero, you feel me? Three for six from three points, yeah. including some clutch buckets to carry them into overtime and even keep the game close in overtime. Give me some of your takeaways from this game, bro. Uh, before I get into the game, we've been gone since, you know, the last time we recorded, this series was about to start. And now we're here. We almost and done. We were, we were ready to get... We got, we got ready to talk about a sweep. And I'm going to say this. We had Scoop on the show. We've had other people on the show. We had the we had the homies on. And the question we, you know, we kept asking was, do y'all believe in Milwaukee? And the reason why I continue to ask that is the exact reason why, from what I saw basically this mm-hmm. past week. Miami, that matchup with Miami was a death sentence they match up with them so well and the thing about miami is they're just not scared they're not scared they want all of the smoke they don't you know nothing's rattling them my um the bucks are going to run miami's coming right back and then jimmy butler just shows that and i'll give him his credit for this He's showing that he can be a leader and he can lead with a team full of dogs, as he, as he would say. 
you know he's had university yeah he's had his you know share of problems with teammates at different stops um different places that he was at you know minnesota being one of them before he left chicago he had that same type of problem um but it looks like he's found a home where he's you know he's found players that are like-minded just like him who he did interview he did an interview early last week and he talked about his days in chicago how uh his demeanor might yeah. come off a little different from what younger players are used to, but he said that, that was, the Chicago mm -hmm. days were so fun to him. Shout out to all the Bulls fans, C-Red. Shout out to the Bulls Nation. Um, you know, that was a real feather in the cap for us. He said, you know, them days where he would be arguing with D-Rose or with Bulls or with Joe Kim Noah, they were, they were tumultuous practices. Or, and, and when they were in games, they would bark on each other. They would go in on each other. Bro, you missed your mother effing assignment. Right. Get your ass back. And then, all right, my bad, bro. You're right. I got it. And it won't happen again. But they just had that relationship where they trusted each exactly. other. And he thinks, or Jimmy thought that he could carry that into other teams. And that's just not how people responded. But that it, it speaks to his relationship with Tibbs yeah. and how close he was and how much he appreciated that that attitude and molded him into the professional that he is. And now you see it on display. He's coming for blood. He wants that championship. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely. He, he's shown himself. He showed and proved in this series. And... I would say this game, I'll just get into game four. Giannis, first and foremost, hope that he's all right. He took, he sprained his ankle in game three, and then he sprained it twice. He's twisted it again twice during this game, and you can just tell that something's not right. Whatever it is with his foot, it's not right, and he's trying to gut it out and play, and that's what you want from your superstar players. Uh, but it was, I don't want to call this a blessing in disguise, but it forced Milwaukee to play team basketball it forced them to play the right way and what i mean by that is, is not depending on Giannis to just run people over and dunk and make every single thing happen on the floor it allowed eric bledsoe who played a great game today it allowed him to be able to penetrate and make plays for all these other players divincenzo middleton lopez it allowed all of them to play and and not really think about having to get Giannis the ball or get him started uh that's a testament to them. They didn't fold. Even when Giannis went out, they could have easily said, packed it up and said, you know what? I'm tired of this bubble. It didn't work out the way that we wanted to. And they could have just went home, right? They didn't. They really showed a lot of guts. They showed moxie. Um, they came out and they did. They handled their business in overtime. I believe that Miami also at the same time took their foot off the gas. They, once Giannis went out, they didn't savor the opportunity to sweep a team and put them away and put them out their misery. Um, they'll learn from it. Obviously, they will win this series. They will win the series. I don't think Giannis plays for the rest of the series. I think that his health is more important than trying to come back from the series, which seems like it's evidently over. Uh, but Miami learned a lesson in this, that you don't take your foot off the gas. When you got a team down, you keep them down because you don't want to end up where Milwaukee wins this game and then all of a sudden you just gave them life and they'll win another game and now you got a game seven when it should have been over exactly. at four. So, uh, They'll learn from it. They'll learn from it. I I do believe that Jimmy in this game should have been more assertive in that fourth quarter. And over time, I didn't feel like he was. I felt like he was trying to let the others close it out. And um, that's where they need his leadership. So moving forward, I think they close this out. Uh, Milwaukee, whose fault is it? Whose fault is this? Let's get well, it. before we get there, before we, we get, get there, that. you bring up an interesting yeah. point. So you said Jimmy, you said Jimmy wasn't, you said Jimmy wasn't as aggressive in the fourth quarter. Mm. But one thing that I did get it, I got into a, an argument with somebody on Twitter 
going back and forth. There was a, a phantom foul call. Jimmy got fouled at the end of the fourth quarter. But if you remember in game two, uh, Scott Foster, they ended up giving Jimmy the, the call at the end, and the game ended on free throws. So I feel like the fact that they didn't call it this time was a makeup for that because they didn't want to go away from the game saying that, okay, this is how the Bucks are going to go out. Not only is Giannis injured, but the Bucks, the number one team in the league, the number one defense in the league, are going out on field goals because they, that would have put Jimmy at the line to ice the game before it even got to overtime. And they didn't call it. And it was yeah. clearly a foul. They yeah. showed the replay. It they was. went to commercial. They came back and showed the replay again. And it was foul. It was a foul, but he still didn't get it. So I think that that played into, okay, we got to handle this a different way. Maybe we go away from Jimmy. And not to mention, Jimmy only had up until that point, I believe he had 13 points. So he wasn't having the greatest yeah. shooting night. Bam was going nuts. Duncan Robinson was going nuts. And then Tyler Hero was coming in with clutch buckets. So that just goes to show like that, and not only that, but Dragic too. He had tremendous, tremendous contributions today. So that just goes to show you, like, it doesn't always have to be Jimmy. Uh -huh. He's trained them to be like, all right, it might not be, it might not be my night, but you know that I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you with the pass if need be. If it if it comes down to me making a, a, a hard body defensive play, I got you. And then I'm gonna pass it, or we're gonna get the ball, swing it around to you, and you're gonna make it happen. It doesn't always have to be the scoring bucket, but the scoring play or the winning play. And I think with that foul, that kind of took them out of the of going towards Jimmy. So I look for them to be a lot more aggressive Tuesday night in terms of clearing this. Yo, can I the pass yo, you just said, you just said the bucks up out of the way. You just said something. And I wanna I want to harp on that. Yo. You said it's not about always shooting the basketball. It's about making the winning play. Am I right? Am I right about that? For sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. For so sure. you just said that. Here we and go. you know what Here I'm about to ask go. you. I'm about to get right back into the Here bucks. We Let go. me ask you a question. Here we go. Here we There's go. a guy who plays the game the right way and makes the right play all the time. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? For making, for saying, I'm going to make the right defensive play and I'm going to knock it, throw you the ball so you can make the right shot because you're open. So what what is it? Do we hold do we hold these different players to different high, different standards? Do do we say players like LeBron should shoot the ball every time, but somebody like Jimmy Butler should make the right basketball play, or does it does, does that standard hold true for all superstars? That's what I want to know because what you said to me is how I feel. I feel about that about the game. But there's a lot of people that would disagree with you. Like no, if you're the best player and you got a team down 3-0. Bro, you take every shot. That's like he said in game one. I'm not passing. Why? So now in game four, you decide to pass and everybody's saying it's cool. We got to keep that same energy. That's all I'm saying, bro. We don't even got to keep getting into it, but I just want to let you know, I understand. Now I know that you know basketball. You know that players should make the right play. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. <laughs> I just got another nickname for you. You remember on The Simpsons when they used to go to Moe's Tavern? That's where we go every time you want to cap for this man. man I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to pull up some of the Simpsons sound by Moe's Tavern. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let's get into it. Let's get into why the Bucks. I'm sorry. We have, we got to get back to the Bucks. And Mike Budenhoser, I'm sorry. Like, he going to get fired. Watch I, he's gonna get fired. Watch yourself. He's going to get fired. Watch yourself. And this is Chill why he's out. gonna get fired. Chill this out. is why Don't he's gonna that. get fired. You telling me that it takes Giannis to go out the game for you to play Chris Middleton 40 minutes? That's what it takes. Because 
Chris Middleton was was ass up until the end of the game because he had it was forced but to I'm him. Yeah, more. I would have. I would have went with Brooke Lopez. Me personally, I would have went with Brooke Lopez to went to to try to get us back in the game and win the game. Yeah, Post but I'm, saying, I'm saying the three, I would have ran the offense through him. I'm saying the playing the minutes, the minutes. I'm talking about him not playing Giannis over 35 minutes. Like I'm talking about before he got hurt, and he said he. This was his quotes. Playing Middleton, playing Chris Middleton, and playing uh, Giannis 35 to 36 minutes in the playoffs is pushing it, quote unquote pushing it. Are you serious? Young, I mean they're a deep team. I can understand where he was coming man, from. I don't agree with the statement, play. but I can understand where he's coming from. For sure, I agree for sure. But what I'm saying is because they have such a deep team. You would think that they can pass the buck and give give them enough rest to where they're fresh when crunch minutes are needed and when winning time occurs. So I don't know, man. They going out. I don't even know why we even talking about this. They they getting their ass beat on Tuesday. They getting up out of there. They they getting back on the plane Wednesday morning. Is Giannis so leaving? This is kind of all. Uh, is Giannis, huh? it's, it's Giannis, when they put that contract in front of Giannis after after they get beat and free agency starts, you know they put that they're gonna put that five year you know offer sheet in front of Giannis to extend this uh, contract. It's gonna be upwards of two hundred and fifty million dollars. You think he signs that? Or he says, I'm not I don't know, man. I'm not sorry. I don't know. He's done. He's done. He's done as much as he could in Milwaukee in terms of personal accolades. The one thing he hasn't done is won a championship. And people seem to forget, like when they were the number one seed last year. When they were the number one seed last year, they won two games against Toronto, and they didn't see another win. So it wasn't a gentleman sweep with that one. I think it was more of a like uh, a dirty sweep. That's the best way I would describe it as a dirty sweep because they lost four straight after that. And they in the same situation now, like they went down 3-0 early. They scraped the overtime win. And then Tuesday, I feel like it's going to be all but over with. The Celtics and Raptors are tied to two games apiece in the Eastern Conference semis. Jason Tatum, terrible game. Five for 18 shooting. Came away with only 15 points over the course of the game. Jalen Brown and Kimball Walker tried to keep him in. They both came out with 60% shooting from the field. The takeaway from the game is Pascal Siakam for the Raptors finally woke up. Finally woke up. Came in with 23 points. Kyle Larry backed him up with 22. Ibaka came with 18. Man, I don't know what to make of this series, bro. We thought it was the Celtics looking really nasty, really lethal. And then they gave the champs a sliver of hope. And before you know it, they up off the canvas throwing haymakers. What's the word? What's going on? Uh, this series is exactly what we thought it was going to be. But the way we got to this 2-2 was not how we expected it to go. Hell no. Toronto was an OG Ananobi three-pointer with 0.5 seconds on the clock away from being down 0-3. And now they're tied 2-2. I think that Boston was playing magnificent basketball on both ends of the of both ends of the court. Um, I believe that Jason Tatum was doing, I've been saying it now for weeks. The Boston Celtics go as Jason Tatum takes them offensively. He has to be the leader. He has to be the one, you know, getting 25 to 30 a night. Uh he he needs to be in a good flow for them. 
they were finding they were finding that marcus smart had a game where he was just going absolutely nuts from the three right um jalen brown has he's struggling right now last couple games he struggled um especially last game he struggled from the field he couldn't buy a three-pointer i mean even announcer was like man you got a feel for him um so he needs to step it up Kemba Walker has been a bright spot. Like I said, it's so good to see Kemba in the playoffs and playing in meaningful games and, you know, having meaningful moments. He's been playing well. And I just believe that I don't really have too many bad things to say about Boston. Um, Honestly, I think that Boston is right where they should be. I think that they're playing really good basketball. I just think that Toronto is a championship caliber ball club. They did win a championship last year. I mean, they don't have Kawhi, but everybody else is still there. So at the end of the day, they're the champs until somebody knocks them out. And as you can see, they're not, they're going down swinging. They're going down swinging. I mean, they they had an eight count. Obi Ananobi, you know, woke up from it, and now they're coming back on the def- I mean, on the offensive. Uh, Van Vliet wasn't having a good series. He he wasn't shooting well. Uh, Kyle Lowry has been up and down. Like we have already, like we said, Pascal Siakam. It was it was really tough for Pascal. Um, he he wasn't getting it going. He finally showed up in Game Four. The bright spot for them has been. Serge Ibaka, man, he showed up in these games. He's doing it for him off the bench. He's coming in. He's knocking down timely jump shots, timely threes. Um, He's getting big block shots. He's manning the you know the paint. He's he's controlling that for them, and so that's a big help to them. And and they just have a don't quit attitude, man. They just have a don't die attitude, and that's what's getting them through. And right now, Boston's a little shook. They are shook. Fred Van Vliet, what do you say after the game winner? Um, y'all done fucked up now. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, as so far, so you know, so far he's right. And I, I believe that advantage right now, because there's no home court advantage, is really off of who has the mental edge, who has the mental, the mental advantage right now. It would have to go to Toronto. You got it's a three game series now. You know, first two. We'll see who wins. For, for Jason Tatum, it, it's, time is up. You have to want it. You have to make a decision at some point to say, this is where I'm at as far as if I want to be the guy going forward, not just for the Celtics, but for the league. It's the, the time for the hype train. The hype train has left the, the, hype train has left the station. Yeah. Are we going to make this leap? Are we going to be one of them ones? Or are we just going to be the one of them ones that's talked about being one of them ones? You have to lead the way. It's good to see Kimball Walker, like you said, in his moment. It felt like he should have been in the playoffs a long time ago, just based on hard work, based on what we know about him from college, just giving us hit after hit after hit. Jalen Brown coming through, doing his thing. Marcus Smart is all, he's going to be a Celtic folk hero. Like when they talk about Kevin McHale, when they talk about DJ, when they talk about, you feel me? You got to get a ring though. Super Celtics. He's going to be one of them ones, but he got to get one of them rings. And it's going to start with Jason Tatum leading the way. Ain't no other way around it at this point. And in order for them to get to the ring, they're going to have to, what Ric Flair used to say, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And you said it. Unless we forget, the Raptors are the defending champs. They won that thing last year against what we thought was going to be no chance in hell against the Warriors. And they took it from them. You feel what I'm saying? So they play tomorrow. 
Who you think got the advantage going into game five? Because right now it's a race. It's Toronto. It's a race to them two games. It's absolutely Toronto. Um, Toronto has been in these moments. Even though um, Boston is a young team, they've been in this moment. They they were young when they were in the Eastern Conference Finals against that LeBron Cavs team in 2018. So they sure. so they know they know right. about these moments. They they they've been tested, um, but it's nothing like championship experience. It's nothing like being a champion and knowing that you're never out of it. Remember, Toronto was down 0-2 to Milwaukee last year. All of a sudden, through the clamps we on, just talked through, about through it. the clamps on Giannis, won four straight. So you got to understand, like it, it's one of those things where, based off of what we're seeing right now, it looks like this history is repeating itself again. Um, Boston is going to have to go up three-two. If they go down three-two, they're not they're not winning this series. Um, that's how I see it, and I'm giving the advantage to Toronto right now. Nuggets and Clippers. We got another series. I don't know how much gas Denver got left in the tank after Utah, but Nuggets and oh. the Clippers is getting real good. Series is tied at one. Jamal yeah. Murray showed up again. He's showing up again. He taking Steph. <laughs> He's showing he taking dog. Steph Curry's TV time and making the most of it. We used to seeing the Warriors in this spot, but <laughs> man, Jamal Murray becoming America's sweetheart nowadays. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, he got he got G, man. He's been had this game. It's, it's good to see him unlock um a little bit more of the potential. And like I said, the biggest moments bring out the best out of you know players that's, that's meant to be in these moments jamal burry's game just needs to be on a big stage and now what, what better stage than the bubble against the clippers who everybody has crowned as champions either them or the lakers and he's showing up honestly i thought this series is over at the game one what i saw in game one i'm like oh man denver's done denver's done i don't care you could tell me whatever i just see it as a sweep and what I saw from Denver was nice. I like what they, they what they have going the on. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to shout out one player from them. Um, he did have 13 points in the last game, and he had two two steals. No rebounds, no, um, no, rebounds, um, no assists. But Gary Harris is a big addition to get back. I love his game. And it's not even what he does offensively. It's how he's able to move on defense and how he's able to defend. He gives them another defender to throw at these wing players. He gives somebody to throw back on, you know, Paul George or or the Kawhi Leonard. And then he's knocking down the open shots. And, and he's not threes. rushing the game. Just, Huge threes. You know, yeah. Yeah, man. He's playing within the flow of the offense and he's playing within the flow of his game and he's not rushing it. And big ups to Mike Malone for trusting him and throwing him back in the rotation. Um, I thought that maybe they should kind of slow down with that, but think about it. This man hasn't played in, what, weeks, months? months. And his first action back was game seven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, against the best player on the court. Yeah, man, you gotta. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, and that's what I'm saying. Like he was, he was doing his thing, and you gotta give him credit for that. Um, the Clippers. This just goes back to what I've been saying about the Clippers. Like, this the thing that, that, I mean, on paper, goodness, deepest team. Uh, got the sixth man of the year. Shout out to Montrez Harrell for winning that. Um, you got. Lou Williams, you got, I mean, name it. You got uh, Marcus Morris, you got Reggie Jackson, 
these guys, all these guys that they brought into this team to mesh with Kawhi and Paul George, it works, and you see it, right? That's, let's then, not just let's not let's not just put it out there, Mal. Let's let's talk about it because these are not these are not players that just lucked up into being in the playoffs. You're talking about Montrez Harrell, the reigning newly crowned sixth man of the year. Lou Williams, a three-time sixth man of the year. Doc Rivers, former head coach of the year. Kawhi Leonard, uh-huh. former finals MVP, M- NBA champion. You feel what I'm saying? Paul George, multiple times, multiple time all-star. There is no reason. There is no excuse. These are not players that are, this is a first time playoff appearance or we just happy to be here. Y'all supposed to be on a mission, man. Kawhi Leonard played terribly. He played like trash yesterday in the fourth quarter. He shot bad. He shot bad. He shot bad. Four for 17 from the field. Terrible. And this is what I was going to get into. This is the point that I wanted to get into with that. Kawhi Leonard has been nothing short of amazing this whole playoffs, except for the other night when he shot four for 17. Other than that, Kawhi Leonard is just getting to a spot and he's scoring every single time, it seems like. So, Kawhi doesn't show up. But with the team being as deep as they are, this shouldn't make a difference. Or well, not that big of a you, difference. You, 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 would, you, would, you would think that somebody would take on that role, like Paul George would step up a little bit. Um, he had 22. Uh, Zuba had 15. Lou Williams had 13. Montrez Harrell had 10. Jermichael Green had 10. But what was the biggest thing for me is like, defensively, it seemed like they didn't know how to contain Jamal Murray, which Utah was having a problem. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Murray was having a problem with them. I mean, Utah was having a problem with Jamal Murray, but it speaks to this thing that we were labeling, everybody was labeling the Clippers as, yo, when they started playing defense, like, this is the best defensive team probably on paper that we ever seen. This team should be able to lock down wings and guards, and we, they can shut them down and straight strap them up. And all I've seen this playoffs is Luka Doncic doing whatever he wanted to do. Sure. And that series could have been easily been different if Chris Flores-Ingles was around. And now, and it's early still, but I saw Jamal Murray start to get comfortable and just starting to bounce around and do whatever he wants to do. So for the Clippers, they have to find a level of consistency. Uh, either on, they have to just find a level of consistency and, and granted, I think that they're starting, their whole team has only played together 13 games. Which rolled which roll right know. into my point. You cannot be dubbed the best know. defensive team in the league when Patrick Beverly's getting thrown out of the game for bitching and complaining at the ref. I sing Patrick Beverly's praises week in and week out. But in order for y'all to show up and show out, you got to live up to that reputation. If you claim that you dogs, you claim it's LA your way, you can't be getting... I feel like Scott Foster's the MVP of the NBA right now because he gets more screen time than some of these star players, bro. Every time you see that a player, a problem, Phantom Fouls, they always complaining. Yo, Scott, what's up with this and that? Bro, stop complaining and hoop. Every every two, three plays, you see somebody bitching and complaining to Scott Foster looking for a call because they can't finish at the basket or they're mad that they step back or they, they do the pump fake and then they try to jump into a defender and the refs are not calling it. Pat Bev got, got two yeah. texts in 10 seconds because he wouldn't let the situation go. What is that? How is that helping yeah. your team, bro? How is that helping your effort? You need 16 wins to get to an NBA championship every year. Everybody knows that it, ain't, it hasn't changed in the past 40 years. You need 16 of them. If you don't get 16, you're going home. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he was frustrated. That was one of those frustration kicked me out. The game was already out of hand. Um, they weren't coming back and winning that game. But you got to play through it. You don't get that's not mental. That's not mental yeah. mind games. That it's does not nothing. Look. It's not a good look. But it also stems to this reputation that the Clippers are trying to. I don't know if they're trying to set it for themselves or people have been giving them this label. But if you watch them, they're trying to take. They're kind of taking on this like bad boys role. Like we're bad boys, we talk a lot. We gonna get in your face. We gonna we gonna try to you know take you out of your game mentally. Um, they've been doing this. They did it a lot in uh, in the Dallas series, and to me, I felt like it was backfiring for them. I felt like they were focused more on trash talking with Luca than actually playing the game. And the only person, as you can see, who was playing the game and didn't get into any of that was Kawhi, and he had an amazing series. So. For, and, but they take on the personality of the coach, Doc Rivers, Sam Cassell. That's what they do. I mean, that's what them they they talk. Man, they're talkers, I, but so. I feel it. I feel so it. But, but taking the identity of the coach. I feel it. But what I'm saying is, when you got a slow footed Luka Doncic, I mean not Luka Doncic, you got a slow footed Nikola Jokic. You got this knuckle dragger Reggie Jackson falling asleep on assignments, coming out there airballing threes, thinking you just finna get in the game and get the green light, bro. Get in the game, defend, and hoop. These players are in the league to hoop. Y'all not in the league to bitch and complain. Everybody's giving each other a nickname and a moniker and an identity. Bro, identities are not given because you dub somebody or giving yourself a nickname. You go out there and earn your reputation. So when it comes to the Clippers, I'm tired of the talk. No more talking. I don't want to hear no more talking. I don't want to see no more theatrics getting thrown out of games to show the world and show your opponent like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. No, bro. I need y'all to hoop. Score more points than the other team. Get your ass down. Sit down in defense and defend something. And then we can do all the talking when they on a plane back to the crib. Because I tell you right now, that stretch flight from Orlando back to L.A. is the longest flight in the country. And that, that flight <laughs> is bitter. It's cold. And it's not one that I want to be on. And if I'm part of the L.A. Clippers, bro, I ain't trying to go home to the, to the middle of October. I'm definitely not trying to go they, home at the end of this week. Straight up. They need you, they need you in the locker room to get that pep talk. I'm yeah. gonna tell you that. But like <laughs> but like honestly, all in all, I'm not concerned. Um, I'm not concerned about the Clippers. Um, the reason why I'm not concerned is that you got Kawhi Leonard. I mean, goodness. Kawhi Leonard is top two, top three. Um, you I mean you can put him wherever you want in them in those rankings, but he's there when you talk about best players in the league, players that you know can change the outcome of a game. Uh he's just he's one of those guys. So um he is the best he in this series is going to be the best player on the floor whenever he's on the floor. Uh I believe that that's enough to get them past this series. And also mixed with Jokic, and it's not it's not Jokic's fault, but some of it has to do with just defensive principles and being and just showing a little bit of hustle, moving their feet a little bit more. But on the excuse me, on the defensive side of the basketball, he is very, very, very slow. He does not step up and he does not make the right rotations. And what's that? What that's doing is just creating an open lane for for you know drivers to just go and score. I saw Patrick Beverly go seventy feet. 
and the only person in front of him was Jokic. Jokic saw him coming from half court and didn't step up, like barely halfway stepped up. And Patrick Beverly went around him and, and curled it, like you know what I'm saying, like like he was Kyrie. And that can't happen. That can't he happen. Is if you're Jokic. You have to he is a pothole in the pick and roll. He is a liability. He's sitting in the post. It gives easy, easy driving lanes. It's people that's running around, running circles around him in the post because he's slow footed. All he, all he does is play offense. Mind you, that's what they needed. Jamal Murray finished with 27. Jokic tapped in with 26. He said, I'm helping him the way he helped me in the Utah series. But uh -huh. you have to do something on defense. Push him, grab a jersey, do something, bro. Because we know you're not chasing down blocks. We know you're not going to do any ch uh, charge taking. You're not going to get any offensive fouls. Do something. Because when the Clippers get the clicking, when they get everything locked in, there's no stopping that. And Nikola Jokic, before it's all said and done, will get fouled out for standing around, not knowing who's coming and who's going. If you're not going to defend, get out of the way. What Jimmy Grant did in, in yesterday's game is not going to show up in the stat sheet. He only made one bucket, but he had tremendous energy. And a lot of that was overcompensating for the fact that Jokic was nowhere to be found on defense, bro. He's coming down from the baseline guarding the three just to get into the post because Jokic can't handle his assignment because he's too slow. <laughs> you made a great point. You made a great point. I couldn't um, believe it, bro. Everything, everything you're saying about Jokic is true about his his um, his defense. But the player that I wanted to say to watch going forward for Denver is Jeremy Grant. Um, Jeremy Grant is a long athletic forward and can match up in that in that series and he can shoot the three he he has good hands around the basket he has some great he blocks yesterday. He, he can drive yes he can block shots he can change the series just by being at, at the right place at the right time um and that's going to be a player that to watch out for just one of those unsung heroes and please um, and please Please, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. With sugar on top. Keep Mason Plumlee off the floor. Please, bro. If y'all want to oh, win man. any more games, keep his old ass off the floor. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Show, show Mason Plumlee some love, man. No, dog. You know what? You know what? Mason Plumlee, for all the flack that you're giving him, is a great passing big man. Stop it. He Stop can pass it. the ball. He can, he, he can get the ball to the shooters. Um, I wouldn't want him playing extended minutes, but, the, I mean, he plays better defense than Jokic. So you got to put him on the floor. Stop That's it. just how I look. Stop we'll see how that goes, though. We'll see how that series goes. I still got the Clippers winning that in six. Uh I just don't I just don't see Jamal Murray being able to do what he did to Utah to the Clippers. That's not I if that happens, that's that's crazy. So um yeah, that's how I'm looking at that. Let us know what y'all think about the semi so far, man. Hit us up in the mailbag. Let us know about the BAMs, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Instagram at the Hitman Podcast at labeled and known at M-O underscore S-A-L-1. Check us out on Twitter. Everything uh -huh. the same. Man, bro. I forgot. Football Man, is back this week, bro. I just finished up my fantasy draft before we got on the air. I almost missed it. I couldn't believe it. 
man, I'm playing offense. I'm I got a fantasy uh, team with offense and defense, so I had to go ahead. And it's a keepers league, so if you know how a keepers league works, <laughs> is you, know, you keep your same team from year to year. You get to drop who you want or keep whoever you want. Um, I forgot to keep my players, and I had a nice little roster I had set up for like the last two years and gone down the drain. So I had to pick from scratch today, um, offense and defense. So Gross. it was a pretty long draft. After I got all my starters, I kind of did it on auto because I couldn't keep going. So we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, I'm with you. I forgot, like, with the playoffs being so late in a year, I haven't even really. I was hearing all the football news, but I forgot that this starts this week, man. But yeah, man. Look, football is back and it's coming back with a bang on Thursday. Big banger. Big money. Big money quarterbacks playing uh on yeah, Thursday so, night uh, to kick off the season. If y'all been on the rock. Somebody, somebody's plural. I wish you and me could be in them situations. You feel me? <laughs> Chiefs Texans kick off the season. In case y'all been under a rock, we talked about it already. Patrick Mahomes bought a bunch of G Fazos with his half of Billy. But over the weekend, shout out to the homie who should have been the best QB, Deshaun Watson, signed a four-year extension worth $39 million per year with the Houston Texans. The extension keeps him in Houston through the 2024 season. He wrote a really thoughtful post on Instagram thanking his moms, thanking his family, thanking the organization, the city of Houston, the place he calls home. He started as a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons. Now he's the second highest paid QB in the NFL. Mo, how you feel about Deshaun Watson? We could have had him, bro. We probably could have had another Super Bowl by now. Every time we get to talking about Deshaun Watson, I get hurt. My feelings are hurt. I'm not gonna lie. When I watch him on TV, watched him last year, get hit, you know what I'm saying? One hand, not looking, got poked in the eye, throwing touchdowns, people grabbing him, he's still launching the ball 40 feet. I'm watching this and like, man, that could have been our quarterback, right? Beastie. So, but all in all, man, shout out to Deshaun Watson. Well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, one of the best quarterbacks in, in the NFL, one of the best uh, scrambling quarterbacks, one of the best arms in the league. The man can really, you know, he's really a really good quarterback. He's been a good quarterback since Clemson. I don't understand how he dropped in the draft that far. Um, he only beat Alabama twice, which Let me tell you is something. a team for the pros. Let me tell you something. I've been to the NBA Finals. I've been to the Super Bowl. I've been to the World Series. The most exciting, exhilarating, the dopest sporting event I have ever been to in my entire life was the national championship game, Clemson against Alabama in Tampa. It was the livest, littest game I have ever ever been to in my life bro Deshaun Watson's last game in college and he by far was putting on the show of shows and I was there at Raymond James I said that's gonna be the quarterback for the Bears and to your point heartbroken every time we talk about it but happy that he got paid can't wait to see him on Thursday. It's going to be a great duel. I actually picked him up in my fantasy draft, so looking forward to seeing yeah. the upcoming season. If if it if we get a full season out of it, we'll all be lucky. Uh, 
yeah. praying for the safety, praying for the safe travel and the safe competition for all these players uh, amidst the coronavirus situation. Yeah, man. Yeah, what a way I'm to kick it off, though. Oh, Titans. I mean, Texans, Chiefs. For sure. Um, that's fireworks. box office. That's box office. I mean, it's fireworks on one end. I'm going to say that with the Chiefs and what you got that that full-powered offense. I mean, you name it. They got it. They got it. Name any position. They got they got firepower at that position. So and uh, shout out to Andy Reid. He did sign a, an extension. Uh, I want to say it was a six year ex- extension. You got Pat Mahomes. You try to stay. You try to rock that out as long as you can with him. Um, they found some type of chemistry there, but. On the Chiefs side, you know what they bring, championship pedigree. Um, they shouldn't be looking to repeat again. AFC will be tough, but that's what you get from them. And then the Texans case, uh, they are trying to still find some type of identity. I, I don't know what Bill O'Brien is doing, but you let me hop go to, to Cardinals. <laughs> and so now you just, I mean, I, I'm not doubting Deshaun, you know, Watson's skills. I'm pretty sure he's still going to be the man. He's still going to do what he got to do. Um, but, man, make it easier for him, man. Make it easier for your quarterback, man. Look at look at what they got going on in Baltimore, man. Just take that same blueprint and apply it. So, uh, yeah, that game should be, you know, exciting. But I think that everything else around the game is what we're going to be paying attention to. Uh, the no, the no fans. You know how this, how how does, you know how does this affect them? Um, one thing that I want to say, which is going to be, um, I don't even know why I was thinking about it, but field goal kickers. Do you think that there's pressure very, on field goal? Kickers? Very underrated observation. Look at you. Yeah. Mobon, Mobon, the game outside of the game, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, no pressure. You know, there's no, I don't, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no fans. There's, I mean, yeah, you got to sit up there and kick the field goal, but to them, that should be like practice. There's nobody, that, that depth perception of fans waving stuff and, you know, screaming and, you know, you, they don't have that there. So just pay attention to field goals and let's see what that percentage looks like from, from last year to this year when it starts. But yeah, uh, a lot of uh, full slate of games um, that's coming Sunday. We'll we'll talk about the games after they happen on Sunday. But uh, let's get into some some real quick talk. <laughs> the Bears name Mitchell Trubisky, the starting quarterback for Week One. Uh, he beat out. He beat out Nick Foles. Clown! Really quick. When you bring in Nick Foles, you trade for Nick Foles and that contract that he has. And I personally didn't think that was a quarterback battle at all. I thought Mitch Trubisky. I mean, you just bring him in to to smooth over his ego, and if something goes ridiculously wrong in the first couple of games, you can just throw Nick Foles in. It was just an insurance policy because the Bears, if you don't know, they traded for that number two pick. They traded away a lot. There's a lot of people in that front office and a lot of people in that coaching staff that are heavily invested in Mitch Trubisky and for him to not start would be a travesty. So of course, you don't mess up his ego, you don't you don't send him down. You you tr- you you pretty much start him. That's what that's what's going on here. Um 
I don't think there was a real quarterback uh, competition. Nick Foles, for all his worth, is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he's already peaked. I mean, he's already peaked. I mean, he's not going to do anything that Mitchell Trubisky can't do, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, you start him. I always felt like they should have brought Cam in, bring somebody in who's going to actually challenge him for the spot and not make it sweet on him. But, you know, that's where we're starting at. Mitch Trubisky is a starting quarterback for week one. Um, again, for the third year in a row, we're hearing that he's he's the best he's ever been. He, he's he's really improved this year. So I'm, I'm not even going to speak on it. Y'all talking about it. I want on the flip side, on the flip side of that. Contract negotiations with his number one receiver, Allen Robinson, have broken down. The Bears do what most Chicago uh-huh. teams always do. They mess things up when it comes to money. They don't want to pay. They don't want to value production. And Allen Robinson, a Detroit native, could easily go further north and join his hometown team and get with a really good QB stink, with Matthew bro. Stafford if the Bears are not they careful. They stink, bro. The, the Lions stink. I'm sorry. The Lions stink. Uh, I feel what you're saying, but he can go there if he wants to. I, I, I hope that he stays. I hope that they get the deal done. I think that they will get it done. Allen Robinson was one of, I mean, he's been the key guy in that in that passing offense for the last couple of years. His size, his um, ability to catch jump balls, his ability he's to He's the best receiver in that um, division, bro. He's the best receiver in the North. Yeah, he's a good receiver. Uh, he better than Devontae? Allen Robinson is better than, than, than Devontae Adams. He's a better receiver. No, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, that's, you know, and I, I, I don't like the Packers, but I will have to show my respect to Devontae Adams. I do think that he's a, a really, really no good wide receiver. Um, Stephon Diggs is not in Minnesota anymore. He is with Buffalo, so that you, you right. But, yeah, Allen Robinson, I mean, Allen Robinson is – is definitely i would say top three in in the nfc um i might i have to go back and look at it i mean in the north not in the, the nfc dome. yeah i just meant in that division nfc north nfc north you're right nfc north yeah correct correct nfc north um but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with that man there's a lot of stories around the league uh jadavion Clowney signed with the titans shout out uh, to there was a lot of teams that were trying to get him to come to the team but you know he chose the titans i think that's solid for him the titans are a, a, a defense first type of team the smash mouth football they want to run they want to run the ball they want to control the tempo they want to control the clock and they also want to play good, good defense so uh i think that 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 if Tannehill can have a good year that makes them a, a really good team in the afc um we'll see what happens there AP, uh, Josh AP before we get to Josh Rosen, oh, speaking AP? of the NFC yeah. North, yeah. Yeah. Adrian Peterson got cut by the Redskins in a surprising move. And maybe 12 hours later, yeah. he hooked up with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. He's still chasing down that all-time rushing, uh, that rushing record held by Emmitt Smith. He could probably, he could, he has a really uh-huh. good chance of getting to it. Detroit, they're more of a passing offense, but it's really good to see uh Adrian Peterson land a job as fast as he did. That shows the respect and the cachet that he carries in the league. I can't wait to see what they cook yeah. up. Matthew Stafford still got a lot in the tank. That's He's good. one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Uh, man, salute to Adrian Peterson on that move, bro. Now let's talk about Josh yeah, Rosen. Man. Go ahead. Yeah, Josh Rosen, man. It's pretty tough for this kid, man. He got drafted. Uh 
by the Arizona Cardinals to be their cornerstone, their franchise piece. And after a year, they go out and they trap Kyler Murray and they pretty much tell him bye. Um, they ship him off. They ship him off to Miami, where he doesn't play. He sits behind uh, Fitz, Fitz Magic, Fitzpatrick, and you know everybody's like, okay, you know, give Josh Rosen a chance next year. But guess what? The Miami Dolphins pick up Tua. Wow. And guess what they did? Wow. They went ahead wow. and they let out, him go. Boy Scout. They let him go. They let him go. Now. He did get a good constellation present. He got picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that practice squad. For somebody who hasn't found a home, somewhere to call home for the past couple of years and has not found a home at all since he's been in the NFL, to be able to go to the Bucks, to learn from Bruce Arians, to learn from who I think is the GOAT, Tom Brady, and to watch how he goes about his job day in and day out, will pay dividends for Josh Rosen because he does have a nice arm. He is a good quarterback. It's just the other things that people are worried about when it comes to Josh Rosen, his attitude, the way that he handles adversity, these different types of issues. And if he can tighten it all up and put something together and show that he can, you know, make that Tampa Bay Bucks roster and, and learn from Brady, he could find a home somewhere or he could end up, his home could be Tampa Bay one time Quick Brady's question. done. So, Quick question. see what happens. When he got yeah. drafted by the Cardinals, who was his head coach? Bruce so, Harris. So now that he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no, no, who was his head Bruce coach? Harris. It was it, it was it was it no 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 was it was it Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians drafted Josh, Josh Rosen, if I'm not mistaken, and then Kingsbury yeah, came but, in after. Kingsbury drafted Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kingsbury did come up there. He didn't want him. He didn't want him. He didn't want him. Now, yeah, what? But. You got to understand, uh, Arians left because of health reasons, and he was getting ready to, you know, take that spot. And I think Arians did see something in him, and, and I salute him for bringing him back onto the practice squad because he did draft him. So there's something in him that he did like, and he's going to give him a shot to make this team and just learn from Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure he knows what it is coming into the situation. Bruce Arians told him what it is, and um, for him to go there, he understands that situation, and I think that he's willing to change his reputation. I think that that is a good place for him. Y'all keep us posted on how y'all fantasy leagues is going, which teams y'all looking forward to in the season. Ultimately, we're going to get off in the pick and who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl. But let us know what y'all thinking, man. Again, hit us up in the mailbag. We're coming up on episode 20 real fast. We're going to do it with the homies part two. We got a lot of cool guests coming on the show to get their takes and let us know how they feeling about the season, about the playoffs, about everything sports-wise. And you only going to get yes, it here with the Hit Me Podcast. So make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag. Again, the Hit Me Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram. Check us out. We everywhere that podcast live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Make sure y'all check us out, yes, subscribe, sir. give us a five-star rating, throw some fire reviews up there. We're going to keep bringing this heat rock. We're going to keep bagging it up and giving it to y'all each and every week. Speaking of heat, you know what time it is, Mo. Let's get off into it. Yep. Let's do it. You got your 16 together this week, or you just want me to give them the news? Go ahead, give them the news. <laughs> Sneaker run down. Let's do it. <laughs> Couple slow weeks. 
This one is going to be a little bit slower than last week, but we promise we're going to get back to it. We're going to get back to the fire. Only release we checking out this week, September the 10th, Nike Dunk Low. Community Garden. It's going to be the hardest $100 I ever tried to spend in my life, bro. Sneakers app has been like that ex-girlfriend that won't take your phone call, that won't get your text message, blocks you on Instagram. She not feeling you. She moved on to another one. You feel me? Move around, clown. I feel like you... You trying to you trying to get in contact with man, her? Man, you trying way. to hit you her friend? To, you know, see what see what picture she in? Y'all so you side. You trying to come at it from the side? Like, hey, let her know. You feel me? You trying to send flowers the whole night? I ain't never had a hard. I ain't never had a summer like it's this. A, it's a rivy though. Yeah, I mean Nike act like they don't want to get paid, yeah, man. They don't want to let nobody through shoe palace. They got this stupid ass timer. They want you to not refresh and then hour later they gone. You feel me? Did you cop anything this week, bro? I ain't mean to make bro, this event session. I tried. No, I tried. I tried to get the, the Jordan ones. <laughs> that didn't work. Um, what else did I try to get, man? It's a whole list of shit. Oh, I missed out on the on the Air, uh, Air Max ones, the Evergreen joints. I mean, damn, it's a, I struck out on everything. I could keep naming them, but I'm just going to hurt my feelings. But I struck out, bro. I struck out on every single, you know, release that, that was trying to, that was coming out, you know. Um coming out this past week I'm not I'm probably gonna skip on the dunks I just don't feel like getting up early to try to you know get my feelings hurt so <laughs> more power to you more power to all y'all that's getting on the sneakers and trying to get the dunks if y'all get them send us a picture of y'all getting the got them you know make me feel better cause if one of the homies got them that make me feel good you know what I'm saying so uh, yeah man I'm gonna try for better. I hope for better days with the sneakers. We gotta get, we gotta like get I you said, in the game. If anybody from anybody watching this who knows the ins and outs of the sneaker app, who knows the, what to do to at least get one pair, I mean anything, hit us up, man. Hit up the mailbox, man. Hit up my DM. You know what I'm saying? I would put my phone number out here, but I don't want that. So find a way, find a way, find a way to get in touch with us. Let us know. Uh, but yeah, man. What about you? Don't no cops this week. Uh, I really didn't see much. I didn't want the biohazard ones. Um, I know we talked about them last week. That's like more of a fall, like a layer type of deal. And that's more your speed. I'm more loud. I'm flashing. Yeah. I'm offensive. So I was chilling this week. Uh, <laughs> I started to go back and get something that uh, I guess we could do campfire since it's only one drop this week. So quick, quick little yeah. story, man. Before we get off into the game show, I had to play off 13s, and I was on my way from Jersey to Chicago. I was in Newark Airport, and I had an early flight, 5 a.m. flight. And for whatever reason, I set the box underneath one of the seats that I was sitting in at the gate. And I got priority, got TSA, the whole now I'm flying first class, whatever. They call my name, I'm sitting in seat A1, 1A, you feel me? I get up go check in, walk on the flight, left the shoes sitting bro. And I'm the type where I'm on the first Ooh. flight out, I get in the chair and I fall asleep. Dead sleep. I wake up in Chicago, get off, get off the plane, get down and get my luggage from O'Hare. I go, God damn. I and mind you, I ain't Ooh, never worn them. You feel me? I, I, I got, I copped them. They go from the warehouse, wherever they come from, to my crib in New York. 
They sat in the box, in the cardboard, but not even in the Jordan box, in the box that they were shipped in. The first time I take them out of the box is when I'm finna take them to Chicago and I leave them in the airport. Brand new. Damn. Yo, I'm gonna give you a story, man. That's that's terrible, actually, because I know I felt the pain right now, like the stomach, the pain when you in the airport and you leave something and you think about Sick. it, and I know you probably was like, Sick. Oh. I'm calling, I'm calling people I know right, living here. Hey, can you run to the airport and say, ah, 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 I send you the money to ship them this and then the third tri- tripping. Come on with your campfire though. Hold, hold that L. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, what was I? A senior in high school. I don't even think, I don't know if I shared this story, but a senior in high school. Uh, I got my hands on a pair of Jordan 4s. Mm. Cements. Oh, GBC. White. White cement. Oh, white cement. Oh, okay. With a Nike Air on it. White cement. Nike Air on the back. The OGs. Got my hand on a pair of OGs, bro. From my guy. Hooked me up with somebody. I got a pair of them. I'm thirsty. I'm wearing them to school. You know, I'm I'm showing like this is, you know, this ain't no general release. So I have to go get right. these, you know? You know, you feeling like the man and all that. So normally when you're a senior, um, I shouldn't be if you if you're in high school listening to this, stay in school, <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> I got a college degree, by the way. So uh we're gonna practice this conversation. When I was a senior, probably about the last half, once I got my college acceptance letters, I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to school. And from time to time, I would ditch school to go to go to the wreck and play ball because there was another high school that was not too far that got out of school early because they had block schedules. So they get out of school early and they wreck around around their high school had open gym. So me and my boys, we skip, we go to the wreck to hoop. I come in there. I'm driving at the time, too. I got a car. I drive. I come in there with my book bag. I got the shoes on my feet, the fours on my feet. I got my hoop shoes in my book bag. You know how that go. And I walk in, and I see these cats, and I see them looking at my shoes, too. Right then and there, I should have went and put them in the car. But I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Put them in my book bag, stuff all my clothes in there, you know, try to hide them a little bit, zip it up, throw it under the bench. I'm like, yeah, I got my eyes on it. Bro, I wasn't hooping more than 10 minutes when I looked over there and my stuff was gone, bro. My whole book bag. The whole book bag, bro. The whole book bag. Car keys, fours, and all. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh at you. Damn. So now... Cold-blooded. I don't only have... (laughs) I don't have my fours, but I don't have no keys to my car that's sitting in this parking lot. And the only person who has a spare key is my father. Rick Flair. How can I call my father and say, come pick me up from the wreck when I'm supposed to be in school? Bruh, let's just say, you know what I'm saying? I had to finesse a little bit, had to wait it out. I'm like, yeah, let me wait until like four o'clock because that's a good time to call and say I lost all my stuff. Long story short, man. If you're going to the wreck and you got a fresh pair of shoes, keep them at home, dog. Don't walk in there, man, because these cats are still your shit. Man, I'm still hurt about them to this day. Man, bro. <laughs> That's campfire for y'all Terrible. this week. Uh, we got some more stories coming down the pipeline <laughs> later on. But, uh, yeah, just, oh, let, just to let y'all know, you know what I'm saying, these sneaker collections don't come without no L's every now and then. 
Your build character, though. Wear your sneakers. Oh, yeah. All right, bro. Let's get yes, off sir. into it. Let's do it. I was late. I know. Um, You've been sitting all this week is thirsty. This is like this a gimme, bro. This a gimme. This a layup. This a free throw if you if you Steph Curry. Or Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This is this a this a layup though. So here's the question. I'm gonna get right into it. We've been talking about three-point shooting. It's been a constant theme of, you know, the playoffs. So um, I just want to – I start thinking about three-point shooters, and one person that came to mind was Ray Allen. So let's keep it simple. This is a question about Ray Allen. Ray Allen was a Milwaukee Buck. He got drafted in 96, you know, the infamous class, right? Who was Ray Allen originally drafted to? And a bonus point for if you know who he was traded for. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I thought you would know this. You had you you I got me on the other way that he got game questions. So I, I was like, Leah, let me let me throw Ray Allen back in this. I don't know this. Ray Allen was not drafted by the Bucks originally. He was drafted That's by actually another team. Funny, because I heard this story before, but I don't know this. Damn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You ain't have a lot of the sneaker rundown, so you could kind of take your time with this, bro. You ain't have a lot of sneakers to go Damn. through today. <laughs> Damn, I thought I Damn, I thought I was throwing you a bone. Damn, I should know this. I should know this. I should know the 96 draft inside and out. Damn. Uh, yeah, he was drafted for somebody, and the person he was drafted for was also in that yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, uh-huh. I can't even. I can't even. I and he was a guard. A lifeline for this. Who he was traded? He was traded for. He was traded for a point guard. For a point guard. Yep. Damn. Yeah, hit the countdown yeah, on your song. Point guard in the lottery. Damn. 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 Yeah, man. Not the bang. Not the bang. (laughs) Damn. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. Go on here. Who is it, bro? Ray Allen in 1996 was the fifth overall pick. Originally drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, my Barry! Oh, oh, my God. I knew I should have knew that. For some reason, I was thinking Kerry Killers. For some reason, I was thinking Kerry Killers, but it wasn't Kerry Killers. No, he was drafted immediately. He was drafted immediately. Him and Andrew Lane were traded to the Bucks for the rights to the fourth pick, which was Stephon Ah, I should have known that. Damn, man. I'm going to hold on to it for another week, bro. Yeah. It's all good. We're going to hold it down over here, bro. I'm going to throw you another bone next week, bro. I got you. I should have known that. I should have known that. I should have known that. Y'all do not know how much I sit around. Y'all do not know how much I sit around and watch these documentaries and watch these old playoff games. We had Scoop That's Jackson the on the show. We had Scoop on the show. Shout out to Scoop. 
He'd be disappointed in me tonight. I'm sorry, big dog. I'm sorry, big bro. Damn, I should have known that. You, t- you watched the Marbury documentary, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, bro. Damn. Oh. I know you did. Yeah, oh. That's super. Everybody yeah, hates. It's all good. Everybody man. hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris. Hey man, fans, let us know what y'all you know what y'all think <laughs> about the questions. If if they too hard, if they you know if they if I need to take it down or not. Damn show is lit. You know what I'm saying? If they just right, Damn let us lit. know, man. I, I've been getting some thoughts on it. You know, people have been telling us sometimes our questions are, are a little hard, a little tough. But you know, we we try to make it a little bit easy, and you know, we want the fans to think about these questions as well too. We giving y'all knowledge, so let us know what y'all think. Shout out to Mobile, man. Good question this week, bro. That was dope. <laughs> shout outs before we get up out of here. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout outs. What's the word? Who you got? What's going on? Yeah, man. Uh, you ain't never got no shout outs. What's up? You know what? You know what? I never think about my shout outs. I never think about them before I come. Um, pause. I never, oh. think, <laughs> yeah. I never think about I never pause all of that, but I never think about my shout outs uh, before we start recording. And Honestly, I I don't have any distinct shout outs. Um, nah, man. Shout out to people who listening. Uh every week I like to shout out our listeners, man. I like um, yeah, man. I really don't have too many on the shout out list this week. Oh, shout out to my boy Dino. Just moved to ATL. He helped me get in my spot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to my girl for helping me get together. Uh, you know, shout out to you, shout out to everybody being them and staying true. It's Labor Day weekend. Stay in the house Goofy. if you can, and if you out, man, wear a mask, bro. Cause this is, coronavirus is real, and by the looks of it, y'all young people think y'all gonna live forever. I don't understand how so, y'all picking up this three day weekend like we ain't been off working, like we ain't been off working in the crib for seven months. You feel what I'm saying? Stay safe. Wear a mask. If you can't yeah. stay in the house, goofy. That's where my shout out going to. Stupid ass dude. That's where my shout out going to, Chris. My shout out is going to all of those who know that coronavirus is real and they're choosing to Clown. be safe and wear a mask and, and stay away from uh, ridiculous events where people are not wearing masks. So shout out to all of y'all who are being safe and being responsible. That's where I'm going to get my shout outs to. All right. There we go. Well said. I got a few shout outs. Shout out to that boy Zion Williamson. News just came out. He landed a signature shoe. The Air Jordan Z code is going to be it's going to be in stores next okay. year, 2021. We had a signing come through while we were recording. Shout out to that boy Cam Haywood in New Orleans. He signed an extension with nice. the Saints four years, 71.4 million dollars. So shout out to a lot him. Of Music, shout out to that boy, Big Sean the Don. He dropped Detroit 2. Follow up to the critically acclaimed mixtape. I love Detroit, the original. And this one showed out as well. So shout out to Big Sean. We've been waiting on music. Um, I I got to listen to it a couple more times. story with Dave Chappelle. Did you hear the Dave Chappelle story? I did, bro. I loved it. I loved it. If y'all haven't checked it out yet, make sure y'all get off into it. Help that boy get to number one for the week. Detroit 2, the album, is out everywhere you can get your music at. So shout out to Big Sean. Last shout out, we coming up. It'll be this Friday. Let me make sure I got my facts straight before I get up out of here from there. 
Yeah. This Friday, man. It'll be the 19-year anniversary of 9-11. I can still Ugh. remember to this day where I was, who I was with. We we shout him out a lot on the show. Shout out to my brother, A. Will. I was on my freshman year in high school. I'm walking to my third period. It's me, A. Will, Monique Gower, Joy Berry. We walking into Mr. Ventress math class, and he's sitting on a desk with a TV going, and we walking in watching the second tower get hit. 19 years to the day this Friday will be the 19th year anniversary of 9-11. As we're living in something that will live in history, it's gonna be in our kids' textbooks forever with the corona COVID shutdown. Um, just thinking back on what type of disasters and what type of obstacles we as a people, we as a country have overcome. I, know, I remember the galvanizing effect that 9-11 had on the country where people ceased to see color, where they ceased to see race. And a lot of what we're seeing going on in the country nowadays is being perpetuated based on those things. But when we unified as a country, when we unified as a people, as a human race, um, at least in this country, to fight terrorism, uh, it made me proud to be an American at the time. And I'm Absolutely. hoping that we can get back to better days it's it's sad to say that it's disasters like 9-11, disasters like COVID, disasters like what's been going on with our black people being persecuted for just being black, uh, to come out of that, to have some healing, to have some type of uh, camaraderie and human understanding amongst one another. But there are brighter right. days ahead. So my black people out there, keep continuing to keep your head up, keep continuing to be splendid black men and women. Sir. Make sure to continue to stay getting into good trouble and for what it's worth, we standing with y'all. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to George Floyd, Vanessa Guillen. Keep your head up. Prayers and prosperity to Jacob Blake. We saw him put a post out on Twitter earlier this week. So shout out to Jacob Blake. Then my shout outs for the week, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us each and every week. Make sure y'all continue to tune in. Make sure to hit us in the mailbag. Hit us on the Instagram. Let us know how we feeling. Appreciate Let us know y'all, how y'all man. feeling. Let us know how y'all taking this heat rock. Pass it around. Subscribe, rate, and review. We're going to be back at y'all next week. Same bat time. Same yes, bat sir. channel. We up out of here. Peace. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right. It was a miracle. Can we go now? Can we go now?